die silent deaths because we don't open up to anybody. Do you get it? We don't share our pain. We don't share our troubles. We don't share our anxieties. We don't share uh, our weaknesses because we've been told that a man should always be strong. Mm. You know, but you can have six, hey. can have six packs and still be weak. We say we should be strong. So even when something is worrying you, you know, I know a lot of husbands that their wives beat them, but when they meet them, they pretend as if everything is okay. Oh, yeah. What, <laughs> what kind of a the man women, is that? You know, some you? of the women can beat too, I tell you. <laughs> you know, so not an element. <laughs> not an element. Yeah, that's right. All these things can. Tell them, Chris, but tell them, friends, tell them. You know? But I'm encouraged. And also, you see, have people that you talk to is one of the keys to overcoming depression, you know, yeah. and also guard your thoughts, guard your thoughts. And I was saying that our minds are the battlefield of the enemy. You know, some of us, you see, something can tell you, you are not beautiful. You are not beautiful. You are not beautiful. And before you know, you've done plastic surgery to change your whole face. Oh, you see, I mean, when I look at Michael Jackson before and after, I say, ah, Oh. This man before, I mean, he looked a nice young man. You get it? But I don't know whether it was a voice or whatever it is. You know, you can be having a voice that can keep ministering to you in such a way that you can live your atmospheres as if they are real. Are you with me, church? Yes. Yeah. So you, you, you have to also learn to counter the voices that you are hearing. If a voice comes and tells you something negative, you have to be able to speak against it and say, no, this is not true. I speak against this thought. Hallelujah. I speak against this mindset. I speak against this thought. This thought is not true. The Bible says that I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Other than that, things that have not happened would even begin to haunt you. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, especially, you know, sometimes when you're so depressed, you cut off people, you turn off the light in your room, you turn off your phone, you know, you disconnect everybody from Facebook, Tinder, uh, Instagram. Hey, you know, you when the Tinder comes, the demon says disconnect everybody. Wait, what are you doing on Tinder? <laughs> Socializing. Socializing. Forgive, forgive. Explore. It's Tinder. Isn't it a social media app? I don't know. It is something that is written about it. Slightly, Rev. That's the next step. Next level. Ah, the next step. Oh, okay. Remember, the value is the same. Maybe Emmanuel is on there. We never know. Maybe Oris is on Tinder. We never know. Oris is taking care of Oris is taking care of crowd. Or maybe Rabbi Rabbi Emmanuel is also on Tinder. Oh Rabbi. Oh Rabbi. Oh Rabbi. Oh Rabbi. Get it. I think we should go and find out. We may never know. Somebody might be there. We should probably We may never know. When when that when that when that thought comes to you, it feels like disconnect yourself from the world. Just cut off everybody, delete everybody's phone number. You know, and but you you should fight against that the spirit that wants to disconnect you. Do you get it? Yeah, I you you see, let me tell you something that in life, 
God blesses you through the people he brings into your life. Amen. And the devil also brings you down through the people he brings into your life. Absolutely. You get it. So when, when Satan wanted to bring Samson down, he brought, the, he brought Delilah. So you must also be very, um, learn to cut off some people and also to bring people into your life. You do get it. If you were on the last prayer meeting, Bishop, Bishop was praying and he said that pray for pledging. And that part of that pledging is to remove certain people from your life. Mm. God, also God could be also asking you or God can remove certain people. So you see, don't be worried when all of a sudden people stop talking to you. You get it. I have encountered those things so many times in my life. And at first it used to bother me. You know, you feel rejected. This person does not like you. What did you do wrong? But all you may not know that the presence of someone in your life is also causing the absence of a certain blessing. Wow. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, the presence of people. is not to say that the person is a witch or anything. Do you get it? Don't go around on your Facebook. The witches in my life should go away. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But what it is, is that the presence of certain people also does not bring... Uh, um, about the blessings from other people. You know, I was talking to a certain one of our, a certain friend of mine. I was telling her that um, she should, she is in a relationship that is, you know, this type of relationship where it's like a yellow light. It, it's not green. It was not red. You see, I put the yellow light. Standard <laughs> yellow light. It's in between. It's in the middle. It's in the middle. Mm. You know, it's not it's that type of relationship where people call it. It's complicated. You know, it's complicated. Yellow season. Yellow season. And I was telling the, the lady that, stop that, stop that. It's better to be in a relationship or out of a relationship because. The presence a of a person who says they like you, but they are not moving you to the next level is also stopping the right person from coming. Mm. Yes. Preach, preach. Repeat, repeat. Get it. Ah, the presence of a, a gentleman who has just put a deposit on your life, he, yeah, he won't buy you. It's like, down it's like, payment, down it's payment. Like down, to a dealership. <laughs> Think of it, you are, you, are, you, are a sales, you are a salesman at a Mazda dealership. You get it. And then uh, who? Mm. Shanice Asari comes and says she wants to buy this car. And puts $5,000 deposit. Mm. Buy the car. Shanice, don't do that. Says, don't do that. Deposit mm. on the car. You, the salesman, you are frustrated because... You want to sell the car. Meanwhile, too, you can't also sell it because this, this buyer from nowhere wants to, doesn't know whether they are buying the car. And then they call you every week. Is the car still available? Mm. Is the car still available? <laughs> you know, should I buy it? I'm still what thinking. Is that? I'm, what is that? <laughs> you are losing other potential buyers. Oh, preach, preach. Do, do you get it? Yeah, you are losing other potential buyers. Hey. So that is why you shouldn't be afraid. To let people go out of your life. What's that? <laughs> what a message. What a message. Yeah. I mean, you high five your neighbor across the screen. Don't, don't be afraid to let them walk. You know, let them walk. Let them go. If people have to live your life, listen, there are 7 billion people in this world. Recently, I called 
a friend of mine, I've called a friend of mine in New Zealand. It was um, a young lady um, and husband whom, you know, were our church members. And as I was talking to them, the Holy Spirit just maybe reminded me of something. Said that these people are your genuine friends. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah, I said like these wow, people are your powerful. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of you, you are struggling to have some people as friends in your life. Mm. And it's mm -hmm. not working. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm. it's not working. I am number one. You know, it's time you let some people go and some people in. And also, you realize that some people come into your life for a reason and for a season. Yeah. When the reason ends, the relationship will end. Yeah. And when the season ends, the relationship ends. Like your professor who taught you chemistry. Mm. The reason the and the season ended for four years. Yeah. After four years. <laughs> you know, yeah. So learn to let people go, especially people who don't want to be in your life. Mm. You know, friends you've invested in, uh, relationships you've invested in, whatever it is. If they don't like you, for whatever reason, they have to move on. That is how life is. Did you get it? And in life, yes, one sir. of the things <clears throat> is that you always keep on meeting amazing people. Oh. Oh, yes. You always say, say. Oh, look, I'm so happy when I'm talking to Kelvin. I'm, I'm so happy anytime he calls me. Oh, he's a nice guy. He's a wonderful guy. Really. He's I wonderful never guy. thought I'd meet someone like Kelvin in my life. Did, wow. did you get it? I'm just saying that to let you know that look, mm. God has people. You know, you are the one struggling and think, oh God, this boy, if he leaves me, who else would I find? I tell mm -hmm. you, listen, God has, he told Elijah, when Elijah was depressed, he says that I have 7,000 people who have not kissed the face of Baal. Mm -hmm. For every one person in your life, there are 7,000 who can replace them. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. What a message. Do, do, do you get it? For every job that you lose, I can tell you that there are 7,000 people who are willing to hire you from somewhere. Just that it, the, the future might seem so bleak. Do you get it? And it's, it's normal for us to question, where will my next job come from? Where will the next lady come from? Where the next man come from? But I tell you that for everything, there's always a better option. So that is why you shouldn't force yourself into anything out of fear that you'll lose it. Am I preaching to somebody here? Yes. Yeah. Do you get it? Don't, don't force yourself into anything. I mean, that's not even what I, I plan to preach on. I, I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to some of you. Do you get it? That don't force yourself into anything because you are afraid to lose it. Like you go to a store and they say that, look, today's sale, if you don't buy today, the sale is gone. If you it's walk out true. of here, it's over. Mm. If you walk out of here, it's not true. You go tomorrow, they'll say, oh, this is another sale. Extended, extended. Yeah, we've extended it because people didn't buy a lot of it. Mm -hmm. If you don't buy Liars. this car today, 0% APR, that's it. You won't get it again, mm. that's it. L Liars. No. Do things out of conviction, not out of fear. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Do things out of conviction and not out of fear that you're going to lose something. Hmm. You know, that if I don't get this deal, if I don't sign this contract, if I don't get this apartment, 
I mean, haven't you all gotten signed leases and you realize that there were better apartments down the road? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Vicky, oh, tell me about it. <laughs> preach, Vicky. Yeah. Preach, Vicky. Preach. Testify, haven't you testify. signed mm. contracts and you realize that, oh, sometimes you buy something on Amazon thinking this is it. Oh, man, this is mm. it. The this reviews were good. Reviews were good, and you realize that oh, the other reviews, the other better reviews, they are better this, better this, better this. You get it. So never be afraid. You see, that's why God, in His wisdom, made a lot of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Look at apples. He made a lot of everything. Everything he made a lot of. You get it. He made a lot of so many things. So never be afraid to let things go. Never be afraid to wait. Amen. Amen. Never be, never, never despair thinking that you Amen. are the only person left. Truth of the matter is that you are not. God says that, he told Elijah, he says, I have 7,000 prophets who haven't kissed the face of Baal. Okay. That God has replacements. That will go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, Rev, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I had a question. I think that as you said that, you know, we should do things out of conviction and not, and not out of fear. And you also said that um, don't be afraid to wait. I think that uh, as you said that something came to mind, you know how they talk of sometimes opportunity comes back once, you know, um, and then, you know, seizing the moment. Life is made up of moments. You should make sure you seize the moment. You know, so sometimes it becomes an issue of, um, how do we balance things? Versus, you know, things that you, you know yeah. that look, it looks like I need to grab this. I need to be decisive and, and grab it versus, you know, just don't sweat it. You know, sometimes it's just uh, not so easy to. Uh, yeah, I think to, those, those ones become applicable, right? If you've done your homework well. You know, but if you haven't done your homework and then you are being forced to make a decision, like you yourself, you don't want it. Do, do you get what I'm saying? But the moment is pressurizing you. Like this is the only apartment in town. If you don't get this, you will not get anything. Meanwhile, too, that is not really what you want. Dude, I would rather step back and rather lose that one and make and take my time. I mean, let me give you an example of a marriage. Do you get it? If let's say you meet a lady or a gentleman, and your friends are telling you, look, this is the hottest guy in town. When he proposes, just say yes. Don't even think about it. <laughs> hey. Wow. I mean, just say, that, like, just say yes before you think about it. Because there are two other ladies. Duncan, you just join. Duncan, you just join. <laughs> Rev, preach. Rev, don't mind Duncan. Preach. We are listening. <laughs> you, you get it. I mean, yes, sir. if you come and ask me and say, oh, pastor, this guy is about to propose to me. All my friends are saying that he's the hottest thing after anything there is in this world. Hey, so when he proposes, I'm just going to say yes. Sexiest, and think man, alive. Really. Sexiest man alive. What the hell is? I would rather say no <laughs> way. Do you, you, you get it? Because you haven't done your homework. Homework, but wow. you've done your homework, you've, you've mm. thought, you've researched, you've done, you have all the information available. Do you get it? And then an opportunity is passing you by. Then it's good to just 
jump jump on it you get it because the flip side of it is also people who are also looking for perfect things who never get hold of it because those people opportunities just pass them by and they they are really left with nothing else to choose from but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the the one where you haven't taking your time to i mean it's just like they, i think the relationship one is the best example i can give you yeah. do, do, do you get it yeah if let's say you don't have a job and a job comes to you do you get it and you have to accept it without doing a lot of research i mean you can take it because at the end of the day what's the worst that could happen you can just walk out any day to get paid yeah, you get pay me two weeks plus COVID salary. And then, then I just, <laughs> you know, then I just leave. But then if it's a door of no return, like going to, going to buy a car, a $60,000 car note, you know, for a car that you are not happy with, a house that you yourself are not happy with, do, do, do you get it? A, a lady that you yourself are not happy with. And then you, you find yourself in a relationship and you realize that, look, it's very complicated yeah. because the truth of the matter, human beings are very complicated. Very, that is why any type of relationship, you have to be very careful, especially who you marry. Roommate, dear, after six months, we can leave. There's no divorce. <laughs> after three years. Can divorce, divorce. <laughs> you know, the same roommate. Hey. Yeah. As for roommates, you we force, can leave force. anytime. Roommates, we can leave oh, anytime. Yeah. No obligations. You know? No obligations. Yeah. No. Classmates, we can leave anytime. But when it comes to yep. the topic of marriage, wifey, oh. you have to be a bit, a bit, uh, what do you call it? Do some background and Circum- circumspect. Just, yeah. Let me know this person uh, a little Inside bit out. before. Mm. I mean, think about it. Today, I went to uh, Lowe's to buy a few things. And everything I picked, I read about it just to make sure it's what I'm picking. But how come a human being, you don't read about the person? <laughs> you go to Google. Some of you are so picky. You pick a little bottle, five calories. Hey, it's too much. How much sodium <laughs> is it? Much, uh, Who are those? Who are, you are those? checking the sodium content. Pescatarian. You are checking the sodium content. Organic. Was it made Gluten-free. With, uh, is it organic? You, you can, some of you even read the whole thing. It's like you read everything wheat, on, the, on the bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. now nah, that's whole not grain. <laughs> oh, you can tell. <laughs> then if you, you do that for a product, then why don't you do that for a human being? For a human being. Mm. Who is more complicated? Yeah, that, you mm. are, that you are going to live with for forever. Know about them. Who are their parents? As Creflodola will say, you know, yeah, it's like, know them. What is, how much do you owe? Who are they? What is your credit? What is your relationship with water? Do you bath? Do you hey, like and bathing? Soap. <laughs> any children, any children anywhere? Any children? Yeah, yeah any children anywhere? You I know, want any children too. in the village? <laughs> any baby mamas? Any baby daddies in the picture baby that I should be aware of? Child support you know, payments? Am I, am I number one or I'm number three? Am I number three or I'm number five? I just wanna know. I just wanna know. Hey. Yeah, I, I just want to know what is your relationship with shower like? I just want to know. Brush your teeth every morning. You brush your teeth every morning. You brush your teeth every morning. Are you staying with your mama or you are staying alone? I just want to know. 
know. The couch you are sitting on, is it paid for or is not paid for? I just want to know. Least, least couch. You are preaching, Rev. You have to be careful of people who look very fly. You may be surprised that they should be wearing a rented. Laboro, Laboro. Laboro, Laboro. Especially borrowed life. To my sister. Preach, you know, Rev. It's Preach. Natural, it's natural for ladies to spend money on themselves. Natural. Yeah. But if you see a <laughs> man <laughs> who is always dressed, I mean, like, for you, why? Expensive lifestyle. You'll be surprised that he'll be using some of your makeup. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you better record. Borrowed life. <laughs> borrowed glory. Borrowed glory. Hey. Borrowed glory. Always, <laughs> men who are always wanting Looking to look good. every week. Every week he but, needs to buy an Armani suit. Next week. One complicated man. As, as you are doing your hair, he's also doing his hair. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Pedicure, no, pedicure. Eyebrows. Those those guys have been doing pedicure. Tell them. Right. There are some people that are metrosexual. Oh yeah, I know some metrosexual guys. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, but I'm but saying still, that they are very okay. They are very complicated people to live with. Pedicure. <laughs> mm. do, do, do you get it? So if all you are choosing is based on the outside, that is up to you. This? But I'm just saying that look, it's just it's it's not a, an easy. Watch lifestyle. out! Watch out! His, his wallet costs his wallet costs six hundred dollars. His oh, wallet what? alone. Why? Designer. Mm-hmm. Designer Gucci. Mm. Alligator leather. Mm. Alligator leather. <laughs> Look out for these these type of guys. Anyway, I have no right. I think that's <laughs> that was just by the way. Free <laughs> free <laughs> advice. It, it was the... <laughs> that was free. Yeah, you know. Yo, Jimmy. So yeah, you know, when it comes to all these things, I apply a lot of wisdom. Okay, yeah. Yes, sir. And mm. and realize I'm saying that don't if you are down. For so long, you know, I know some people who mm. don't recover from the shocks of life. Depression. There is something in cars called shock absorbers mm-hmm. that allows the car to absorb shocks. And you have to learn to absorb the shocks of life. Coronavirus is a shock. Losing a job can be a shock. And many people sometimes, when these things happen to us, we some people don't even recover from it till they die. And that is what, and you know, one of the things that even the betrayals, people you trusted let you down, or you have to learn to recover and heal. Because what it is is that if you don't heal, you carry a lot of spiritual wounds around you. Do you, you get it? And you see, sometimes you can smell. I mean, I don't mean physical smell, but you, you can smell when you are dealing with a wounded person. 
Yeah. They're very sensitive. Do, 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 do you see? You know, I had a story of uh, two people, right? Two men who were driving, and then they saw some voluptuous women on the road. You know, voluptuous, what I mean by voluptuous. No, no, Papa, no. 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 <laughs> oh, oh, you are spoiling my picture. <laughs> and then one, one lady saw the, the, the husband looking, and he just he told the husband, Oh, look, I'm more beautiful than the lady you are looking. Okay, look at me, look at me. And then the other lady slapped the man. Slapped <laughs> him. Like, look, Santa. are you looking at this other lady? And the reason she slapped him was because she has wounds of the past hmm. that she carried into the relationship. So for whatever reason it is, it triggers that pain. Do you, do you, do you get what I'm saying? That pain is quickly triggered. And we all must have, you know, typically when you have a wound that has healed on the outside, but hasn't healed on the inside, it's very sensitive to touch. Yep. Do you get it? Doctors can bear me witness to that. Yeah. In the same way, when a person's spirit or soul have been wounded and they haven't healed, you know, a lot of things, little things hurt them. And all of us are going to go through life with times where someone will show us ungratefulness, you see, or someone would wound us for whatever reason. You have to pray to God that he will give you the grace to be healed and to overcome it. Because if not, you cannot play the, the game of life well. Wounded players don't play well. <laughs> oh, am I being a blessing to somebody here? Oh, yes, yes. you are. You, you get wounded players don't play well. So if a lady broke your heart, it doesn't mean that all ladies are bad. Hey. One out of four billion or whatever. There are a lot of good women in the world. A lot of good women in the world. Like all the women on this line. I, I can bet my money on them that most of them, all of you are good. If not most of them. Hey, Jesus, my feet, my feet, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you get it? Yeah, it cannot be that all men are evil. It, it cannot be. If you have, you have people like Mighty Duncan in this world. Wow. The He's very mighty. Mm. Okay. It's so heal and move on in life. Okay. Yeah. Healed and move on. Because life is just passing us by. And we don't have strength to mourn over the past of tomorrow. Otherwise, we're gonna miss the joys of yet of the future. Okay. Wonderful. That is just an introduction. Um, so the next thing in uh, the good general is that war does not spring up quite suddenly. It does not spread to the full in a moment. It does not spread to the full. Now, one day, there's a certain lady. Let me explain what I mean by that. One day, a certain lady was complaining to her mother that, you know, she's put on weight. And the mother said that, she said it in Ghana. I would I'll translate it into English. She says that <laughs> what the woman was saying was that the enlargement of the stomach 
and the enlargement of the hips, it comes little by little. It's a bumbo. You get it. Mm. Some of you have put on a lot of weight during this coronavirus <laughs> period, but you don't mm. even realize it. Mm. You know, so what our bishop is trying to tell us that many of the battles that we are going to fight in life, they don't spring up on us suddenly. Wow. Many of the temptations that you, you have fallen to hmm. didn't spring up on you suddenly. Wow. You can go back and mark when it started. You know, that you like this virus that came. Think about it. It started in Wuhan. Whether it, that's when it started, you get it. And then it started in Wuhan, and then it, it, it went to other neighboring countries. They say, "Oh, it's not anything. It's not a big deal. It will disappear. Whatever, you know." And then eventually, it has spread to the whole world that no country in this world has been exempt. Even Russia. <laughs> I don't know whether there is some in Siberia. You see, I think now the only safe country is the North Pole and the South Pole. I mean, that's the only safe place in the world. But you see, it, it did not come, look at the death rate in America. Like America has, what, 50,000 deaths or something. Yeah. What has happened, what happened was that in the past, various governments have brushed aside the danger of a pandemic. During George Bush's time, Obama, even including Obama's time, you know, they were told that the country does not have enough ventilators and uh, masks should, should we encounter a pandemic. And most of them just brushed it aside. That, oh, because it seems so far-fetched from happening. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so when, another example is uh, when uh, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor during the Second World War. Yeah. The Americans couldn't believe it because they do, they rather oh, they won't even dare do it. You yeah. see, but this is something that they have been the Japanese have been rehearsing, rehearsing, and mm. did a lot of dry runs to make sure that they were successful. Do you get it? Uh -huh. so in the same way, war the wars that you are going to face don't just spring up on you. You know that the adultery that is that is. Uh, uh, and fighting your marriage does not just spring up. It's mm. pro it's, it, it started with little things here and there, cheating on your spouse here and there, little here and there, having some side gigs here and there, you know, little by little, you know, a special girlfriend here, you were flirting with a person on the internet for some time, a flirting yeah. became something and became something, became something, and then before you knew, the whole thing had blown up. And then you tell the whole world, oh, I'm sorry, this, I didn't know this was going to happen. But the whole thing started as something little. You're preaching. So many of us should be very careful of the little things in our lives that don't seem to be as dangerous as we think it is. You know, before Hitler conquered Europe, you see, Hitler wrote the book called Mein Kampf. If you, those of you who know a little bit of history. He yeah. called it My Struggle, where he wrote all his wild ideologies into a book. But if you and I had gotten hold of that book, we wouldn't have even cared about it. You get it? And then he became the chancellor of Germany. Listen, what, look, oh. and then 
he united Austria and Germany. And then little by little, and then he took Czechoslo Czechoslovakia, you know, and then he continued conquering and conquering and conquering and conquering. He took France within six days or so. He took Spain. And before the world knew, Hitler had taken almost the whole of Europe and Britain was also under siege. And all this looked like, oh, something that just sprang up overnight. It started from somewhere very little. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, that is why the U.S. Army or the U.S. military is very big on any small threat to their country. Sure. Because there's a saying that the, 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 the snake that Adam didn't kill in Genesis, in Revelations, it had become a dragon. A dragon, dragon. Yeah, a dragon. So it says that your future battle can be seen looming in the future. You get it. So this teaches you to anticipate battles or avoid them. Who yeah. would have known that David was going to fall? Do you think that David and Bathsheba happened overnight? Uh -uh. It did not. Because if you remember, before Bathsheba came into the picture, David had other women who, on the Brian, side. Brian, Brian, Even Brian, on his dying day, on his dying day, it, when David was very cold, they, they, they brought him comforters. Comforters couldn't warm him. They said they should bring a woman to come and hug him. Hey. Do <laughs> <laughs> you get it? So you realize that. And one thing I have realized, you see, is I, I, no, I, re I, I learned from a pastor called Chuck Swindle. He said that sexual appetite does not die by satisfying it with more sex. It rather makes it worse. Wow. Hey, everybody's quiet on me. I see appetite. The message is going. It's going. Uh-huh. It says sexual appetite does not die when you fulfill it. Oh, let me just go in for one. Brother, it gets worse. I remember when we were in college. I, One pump. I, I, we, I had a, we had a guy in college. He's called um, Hagla. Very strong, big guy. So anytime you get food to eat, home food, he comes to you. He say, mm, make a going one. He's like, can I have just a taste? So when he gets it, he says, ah. I'm speaking pigeon now. Princess, oh, the thing they jumble. It's like it tastes very good. Make her go into. So make her go in one. Make her go in two. Make her go in three. Then he's eating before you know he's eating the whole food. You, you get it. But the whole the eating of the food started with make her go in one. One day, one day, one day. a certain sister called me. Again. And he said that he's been dating this guy and this guy doesn't want to marry her, but he wants to sleep with her. Jesus. And so he told the guy that, look, she is all for abstinence, okay? 
but she doesn't believe in premarital sex and, you know, we living as married couple and things like that. And the guy said that, okay, if you won't allow me to sleep with you, let me just play around the edges. Hey. <laughs> the, the guy said, let, let me just... No. And the lady said, no, 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 no. Brothers, brothers. It is very dangerous. He says, let me just play around the edges. You get it? That the path for fornication stands and starts with just one act. Oh. Which edges? Just small squeezing. <laughs> it starts with one act. It starts with something. We say that, listen, you can know the type of marriage you're going to have by the nature of, your, of the person you are dating today. Because the truth is people don't change. Or if they don't, they won't change now, they are not likely to change when they marry. Wow. You get it? So like if you are in, in the state, you, you can tell the type of marriage you're going to have, you know, by the nature of the person you are dating. That's what Bishop is telling us. Do you get it? Yeah, it says that if you are during your relationship, you demonstrate that you do not obey the word of God, you are showing that in the future, you may not obey the word of God when you are in secret. God does not spring up suddenly and shows many signs that it is coming. Wow. If your mother-in-law wants you about the laziness and slowness of your daughter, of her daughter towards housework, you must take it seriously. <laughs> you are likely to have many battles in the future trying to get your pretty wife to line up and do some homework. The war of your marriage does not spring up suddenly. You were warned about the nature of the girl or the guy you are going to marry. You were warned about it. The symptoms were there. But many a times, we just ignore it and say, oh, I committed to the Lord. Love is blind. Love is yes, blind. You fall. There's no perfect person in this world. Marriage is an eye opener. This guy has <laughs> a women problem. You know, yeah, maybe. The, I mean, it, it's it amazes me the things people can sweep under the carpet just to get married. And later, when the the thing becomes a dragon in their lives, and you ask them, "Did you see this problem coming?" They say, "Oh yeah." I saw it, but I didn't know it was going to be serious. I saw COVID-19, but I didn't know it was going to be serious. That is what normally happens. Hallelujah. Yeah. So war does not spring up suddenly. Do you get it? So there's a saying that, um, let's turn our Bibles to the, the book of uh, Proverbs 22 verse 3. All of us, if we can my Bible, you can show it or paste it on the chat. Um, Proverbs 22 verse 3. Someone, somebody can read it for me. Uh, I need different versions like NLT, King James Amplified and Message. Okay. Proverbs 22 verse 3. King James Version. Okay. A prudent man foreseeth the evil. And hide it mm -hmm. himself, but the simple okay. pass, pass on and are punished. Read it again. Mm -hmm. Prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth mm -hmm. 
himself, but the simple mm -hmm. pass on and are punished. Wonderful. Another one. Amplified. Um, Vicky, go ahead. Mm -hmm. A prudent and far-sighted person sees the evil of sin and hides himself from it. But the naive mm -hmm. continue on and are punished by suffering the consequences of sin. Mm, the far-sighted person. Uh, what else? Who else has a message Bible? NLT. NLT, uh, okay. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton mm -hmm. goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Hallelujah. So do you see what is going on here? That it says that, if I, let, let me tell you something about, uh, again, if I want to use an example, just because of what I know, right? I'm using the example of the founder of our church, Bishop Dax. That one of the things that has uh, propelled him to do what he does is the grace of far-sightedness. Because when our church started in Kolebu, right? Talk that the people in the city were now moving to the suburbs. That nobody was going to drive. The whole city was not going to drive to one location. So he just stumbled upon the whole idea of branching and church planting. Because if the people have moved to the suburbs, then let's put churches where they are for them. Do, do you get it? So that we don't lose them. It's just a prudent man who is seeing the evil thereof. You get it? So even when, um, uh, the, before this COVID-19 happened, he said that by maybe by God's grace or by accident, he started having these online services. And in Accra, he told all his church members to move onto Facebook. Wow. And then he wow. started doing electronic giving. Wow. He started doing electronic giving. Because, because where you, he was in, in Africa, there's nothing like uh, this type of electronic givings that we can do. It's not easy there. People are yeah. used to the paper giving. So he just told his church to move to that platform. Do you get it? And you have seen that even as a lot of churches have crumbled, all our churches are still going on because now when he has a prayer meeting, over 10,000 people tune in to join him. 10,000 people. Because he, he maybe he, he says that he didn't see that was coming, but something that probably God just directed his steps into. You get it? That he saw something coming and he took some decisions. And you also need to just, even without uh, prophetic insights, without anything, just be a bit far-sighted. A bit far-sighted that I'm 30 years now. In the, the next 10 years of my life, what am I going to be doing? You don't wait till you are 39 and a half. You say, hey, God, another decade has passed me by. <laughs> you, you get it? Okay, when you are 30, you are 30. Look forward. Okay, what is going to happen when I'm 50? There's a saying that most diseases start hitting people at the age of 50. You know, so you have to start eating well, exercising well, doing the right things. You are just being a bit far-sighted. Yeah. It's, it's wisdom and prudence to put money aside when you earn some money. And I, I don't know who I was telling. I don't know who I was telling, but I was telling the person that they should aim to save 25% of their income every month. 
whatever, because when uh, the, the famine came in Egypt, uh, Joseph made them save 25% of the earnings of the, uh, what is it? Okay. Joseph made them save 25% of um, their, their, their earnings. Do, do you get it? He made them save 25%. So my thing is, okay, so I took it to Hatton and said that I'm going to try to save 25%. It's not a religious rule, but it's something that you can aspire to do because you don't know when the next COVID-19, this is COVID-19, maybe COVID-21, who knows? Do you see? You, you don't know the day that your transmission will fail because you can't tell me that you're driving a car that does not have problems. I mean, are you Rolls Royce? <laughs> do, do you get it? So long as you are driving the cars, all of us are driving, a day will come when you need wheels. You need new tires. Do you get it? You are going to need a transmission change. Something is going to go wrong. And that's not a time where you have to dig into your credit card to be able to live. Yeah. Because some of us, we are just a paycheck away from being broke. A far-sighted man, a prudent man. So you must foresee the evil. If you are dating a quarrelsome man today, You'll be a quarrelsome husband when he might. Look, I've met some quarrelsome husbands. You have no idea. Hey! The stew does not have salt. Three days of no talking to the wife. Now two is too much salt. Um, the chicken is bent. Look, one day, Bishop Saki said that he saw his mother. Bishop Saki is one of our assistants to our, our bishop. He said that, I don't know whether it's a story or his mother, something. He says that a man... His wife cooked chicken for him, okay? And the chicken got bent. And the man came home and just ate the chicken, didn't complain. So I think his daughter or son, some things asked him. I don't know the exact story, but I, I, you can get the moral of it. So how come that you didn't say anything about the chicken? He says that, well, we thank God I have a wife who at least can cook for me to even get something to eat. What a blessing. Mm. But a quarrelsome man. Hey. Mm. So what you are seeing whilst you are dating is likely what you are going to see when you marry. Wow. The person does not like bathing today, they will not bath when you marry them. Tell them, tell them. Seesaw, seesaw. So mm. it's what you see is what you saw. Mm. Hey. <laughs> what you are seeing now is what you saw. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you see, wisdom calls for you to be far-sighted in your life. Look ahead. Look ahead. Your child, your child is eight years now. In 10 years, they're going to go to college. Look ahead. Are you with me? You're 25 now. In 10 years, you're going to be 35. You have to look ahead. What are the challenges that people in that next age group are facing? Just look ahead. Sometimes you can, look, you can see your future by looking at the people around you. Okay. you. You can just tell that all the people who are 10 years above you have this lifestyle. This is how they live. You, you can tell. Do, do you understand? You, you, the law of averages, you are also going to fall within. All things being, unless the grace of God comes in, you are likely to be like that. 
So what happens is you foresee the evil and just dodge. You're going to buy a car and they say that this car has a transmission problem. But mm. you are saying that, oh, by the grace of God, you, nothing will happen to you. you see? It's as if you control the grace. You get it? There is a pastor in Virginia who was joking with this um, coronavirus thing. And he said he doesn't care. He's going to have, he says that his God is bigger than the virus. <laughs> and he went, he had a church service, and within the next day, week or so, he died of the virus. Yep. Wow. Because what it is, is that sometimes Christians struggle with faith and prudence. We take presumptuous actions and we call it faith. Faith is going ahead because God has told you to. If God hasn't told you to use common sense, do you understand? Because if God hadn't told Abraham to sacrifice his child, he wouldn't have done it. So if you also take your child to sacrifice your child, that is not faith. <laughs> because God hasn't told you to. Faith is normally linked to obedience. Do, do you understand? So if you say you have faith, then you, what you do is you obey what God has said. That is what faith is. But if God hasn't said it, and you take a, you a step, and then you boldly call it a step of faith, it's not a step of faith. You is your faith. It's a step of your faith. You get it? So if God hasn't spoken, use common sense. Well, are, are you with me, church? Yeah. yeah. If God hasn't spoken, then use common sense. Because you can tell without being... You see, one of the things, some of us, we, we, it's like if a prophet tells us something, that that's where we do it. You get it, but yeah. the prophet is saying it could be natural prediction. That will, I can prophesy in the next 20 years, your head will be bald. Jesus. Amen. No, 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 it's very possible. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> no, 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 is no, that no. prediction? Is that <laughs> prediction or prophecy? Assumption, assumption, <laughs> uh -huh, assumption. <laughs> <laughs> Very unlikely, very unlikely. <laughs> he says, I'm even assuming. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, sometimes we just assume things and assume that, oh, uh, as for me, I'm an exception to the rule. You get it? But you must learn to just be a bit farsighted in your life. You know, don't plan days or months, plan even in years that in the next 10 years of your, my life, this is what I'm going to be and this is what I want to be doing. Hallelujah. I mean, it's so scary. All of you, just add 10 years of your life right now and see what life, how old you will be. 36. Shy. Uh-huh. You see, 36. Old. Some are going to be nearing their 60s on this line. Who are those? Who are, Who are those? those? Are those? They're not here. Identify you yourself. <laughs> Some of you, you know, when your parents were complaining, my back, my back, my back, before you know at that age. Full years, full of years, wisdom, wisdom. My back, my back, my back. <laughs> so learn, learn to predict the future in a very general way. Preach, Rev, preach. Predict the future in what? 
a general way. Yeah, just predict the future in a very general uh, way. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, church? Yes. yes. Then he says that the prudent man, when he sees evil, what he does is that he hides himself. He hides. That is the next thing. He hides himself. But a simple man just looks on and is what? Punished. And sadly, people always accuse Christians of being naive and simple-minded. Do you see? That sometimes we struggle with drawing the line between belief and being um, uh, uh, simple-minded. That is why a pastor can stand out and say that if he takes a shower, everybody should just come and fetch the water from his body <laughs> and drink. Jeez. Because that is where the healing power lies. That is why people come and say things like, oh, I have coronavirus anointing. Do you see? But at what point was anointing divided into virus groups? Have you thought about it? At what point was the anointing of the Holy Spirit are divided into virus groups. Then how about SARS? Mm. How about uh, flu? Do you have flu? Uh, swine flu anointing. Swine flu, H1N1. Yeah, mm. that is mm. why someone can stand there and say that they have corona, a virus anointing, and that they prayed over oil, and everybody should bring $300 for just a piece of the oil. Wow. Just because of simplicity of mind. Simple a simpleton, but they are punished. Hallelujah. Amen. But it says that the evil man foreseeth evil. So some of you learned, if, if you are going to live in a neighborhood, foresee the evil. If you live in a neighborhood where the property values are falling, foresee the evil. Amen. Amen. You can see that people enter into certain marriages, experience certain challenges. Foresee the evil. Amen? Amen? Yeah, just you realize that people who work in certain factories experience certain diseases. Foresee the evil. Do you get it? And just use common sense to navigate your life and to navigate your future. If God hasn't spoken, think about it. Use common sense. Are you with me? Yeah, if God hasn't spoken... Use common sense to just navigate because they say that common sense is common, but it's not common to common people. Common people. Have you heard <laughs> that statement before? My grandmother <laughs> used to say that. <laughs> yeah, it says that common sense is common, but not common to common people. You get it. So I'm encouraging all of you that learn to foresee the evil of your future. Anything when it comes to marriage, when it comes to your finances when it comes to uh, uh, your choice of a school, whatever it is, try, you know, and just foresee that, look, with my eyes, I can just see what is going to And you see, God has given each one of us an ability to predict the future without being a prophet. Do you, do you, do you know that? Yeah. 
yeah, you have the ability to just uh, predict the future in a general way without necessarily being a prophet uh, to see into the spiritual realm. You can foresee how people's lives are going to turn around just by how they live. You know, I'll just pause here for comments and, and questions. Enough of my parambulations, as my Nigerian pastor would say. Any any questions or contributions? Let's appropriate. Um, just do, like talking about the the issue of um, you know, like I like the the, the um, statement that if God hasn't spoken, use common sense because that's a problem a lot of uh, people of faith run into because. Um, and you rightly put it that we we substitute our presumptuous notions to be what God is saying, and um, you know how do you question someone's faith, or how do you question someone's uh, spiritual connection? Because if 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 I come and tell you that I heard God tell me. We're not there. So how, how do you tell me that that is not true? So the, 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 yeah. the, the truth of using common sense, when you yourself, you have not heard God tell you, it's very practical. Yeah, you see, one thing that um, uh, I don't know who said it, uh, Bishop, our Bishop was saying is that he's normally afraid of people who always say God said normally afraid of people who every day God has said something to them. What I have found out over time is that such people normally want to get their way to do things. So when they tell you God said it, there's no way you can't fight them because look, if God has said they should do it, what, what are you, who are you yeah. to, you know? Kenneth Hagin, who was a prophet of God, a very anointed prophet, during his 70 years ministry, he said that it's, God spoke to him over just about, and he had only seven visions or so in his book, I Believe in Visions, about seven or 10. So if you average, it's about one every 10 years. But the way he, God directed him was through his heart and through his inner man. You get it? But if you are someone who always, like every week, you know, you've seen a vision. Uh, God says you should do this. God says you should do this. God says you should do this. One of the things you, you end up doing, first of all, I would say that if it's true, great. But what I have seen over time is that people use that as a facade to get their way with things. You get it? And you have to be careful. You know, you have to be careful with, um, with God says, God says, because you see, Many times, even when God is speaking, we ourselves, we are not sure. You know, that is why uh, Paul, when Paul was writing the letter, he says that this part of the letter I'm writing is me, Paul, saying it, but not, not the Lord. And there was a time where you say, the Lord says as you say it. You get it. So there are times where you can see that, look, this is purely the voice of God. And there are times where we are also not sure. And we have to be frank with ourselves. You know, and say that, look, this is what I feel like saying. I'm not saying this is of God, you know, but uh, I just, what I feel like doing, 
And that honesty would even let God even come to salvage some of our bad decisions. You know, but I have come to realize that when the Bible says don't use God's name in vain, I think it even extends to the fact that saying God has said something once he hasn't said it. Yeah. Just saying God says I should marry you. <laughs> but why didn't a pastor friend of mine said uh, Calvin, somebody called, proposed to you. A lady, a lady, a lady called, called her and said, God says that you should marry, marry him. And, and the lady said, Did God say I'm married with three children? He says, No, we didn't discuss that. But the Lord says I should marry him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when the lady called, she told me, He says, Oh, yeah, a pastor friend of mine, he passes a very big church, married three kids. And he was saying that the, the lady was so sure. And he says, Ah, but do you know I'm married? With three children, he says, Look, when the Lord came, we didn't discuss that. <laughs> to be discussed later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, wow, Chris, thanks for that. any other question? Our time is almost over. Let's any questions before we wrap up. Yeah, um, I, got, I got a question. Um, go ahead. I think I understood the gist of this message, but um, you said predict the future in a general way. Can you kind of can you kind of go more into what you mean by general? Yeah. So predict the future. So uh, let's say you are in college, right? You're a first year student. uh, You're studying economics, right? And you know that, that people who major in economics get their job. The job market for them is, let's say at 40%, okay? So more than likely, when you also get out of school, your chances of getting a job is what? 40%. 40%. That is what I mean. Okay. Do you you, you get it? That what is happening is likely going to happen to you. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't major in economics. It just tells you that maybe you would have to work harder. Because the job market for people with your degree is not as high. That is what I mean. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Like one time, I, accompany, I interviewed with a company that wants to offer me a job. And I didn't want to take it, even though it came up with a lot of money. Because they said that I will travel from Monday to Thursday every week. And I predicted the future in a general way. That with this type of job, number one, my family is going to suffer. My health might suffer. And then my ministry also will suffer. So I predicted the future in a general way. Um, Jimmy, that, does that, does that oh, do you, you get what I'm saying? Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, so these are more examples that um, I'm, I'm giving you. Do, do you get it? Yeah, you you just predict the future that this thing is likely going to uh, happen. And what it is, is that it helps you uh, make, it helps you make uh, certain decisions uh, for your future, that you don't always rely on some terrestrial voice or, uh, because listen, God is very mysterious. Did you get it? And your life can go on without 
even clearly hearing the voice of God in your life. But what it could be that he's just directing your steps. So if you are someone who is just too uh, addicted to hearing a voice, every time you need to hear a voice, you know, you need to hear a voice. I need to hear a voice. What is going to happen is you will get to a time where you probably might not be able to make a decision in your life. Do you get it? So sometimes you could see that, look, um, I mean, for instance, one, some, one of our brothers asked me, how do I know uh, this is the best woman to marry? I think my, my wife asked Emmanuel. Sorry, Emmanuel asked my wife. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, how, how do you know which was the best lady to marry? I mean, I don't know how many of us saw our wives on a, like an angel descended with a sheet of paper and <laughs> say that myself... <laughs> This is the woman that I have anointed from the beginning for thee, for thy, for thy betrothal, that thou shalt betroth this woman from now unto thy future, and with she thou shalt have dominion. That saith the Lord. Amen. How many of us have had that experience? She has thy missing rib. She has your rib. You me, I can, rib. I can tell her have that experience. You know? I'm sure. I'm sure. So yeah. Just pray. Pray for God to direct you. And then you get to a point where you just have to make a decision. Yeah. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, pray for mm. God. If you don't hear God's voice concerning certain things, there are times where even God probably wants you to choose. Yeah. Wow. You know, I mean, how many of you are likely to go to a mall and you are praying, God, the red apple or green apple? Red apple, green apple. Oh, God, which one should I choose? You get it. If you read Bishop's book on art of hearing, he says that you know, some of us, we act like, um, you know, if you think of a cow that closes its eyes to cross a highway, what is, what is going to happen to that cow? Mm. Should I cross? Should I not cross? God, should I cross? Should I not cross? Oh, Lord, should I cross? What do you have to do? Predict the future in a general way. That if you cross I-4 without guidance... <laughs> you can predict what is going to happen to you. Stick, stick. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you can predict what is going to happen uh, to you. Wonderful. Anything else? Wow. So, I have this question. Yes. Yeah, two more minutes and then we'll wrap up. Two more minutes. We are seven minutes away from 10. Yes, go ahead. I want to ask that must we take our Beloved to a prophet to look into it before we marry them. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get that question. What's the question again? Look into it. Look into it. Like I'm I didn't get the question. It's somewhat serious question. I beg you. Uh, go ahead. I'm trying to ask. Must we take our beloved prophet to look into it before we marry them? Can you can you help me clarify the question? Who's should he take a beloved to a prophet to verify if that's the one look into look into them look not into, verify look, look into, into them the look into okay. them so what, a I, what i would say is that <laughs> i wouldn't say i wouldn't say a prophet it depends on why you are taking it to a prophet unless you want to predict into the future right yeah. Yeah. but if yeah. let's say there's a prophet in town who knows who is close to the lord right and can see into the future and i mean why not do, do you get it why would you not seek prophetic counsel especially if you are not sure 
you know. But what it is is that in such a case, if you have a pastor, you know, you would involve your pastor from the beginning all the way to the end. So you don't fall in love with a woman, buy flowers for her. She's told, told you, put her pictures of you on Facebook. Her profile picture is you. Cover page is you. You know, she named her dog after you. Everything is you. You know, she changed even the clothing. She put your name on it. And now that you are going to show the prophet, is this the one? <laughs> I think at that point, it might be too late. You should have consulted the prophet before you enter the relationship. Do you, do, do you get what I'm saying? But if there is something that you are not sure of, one thing I would say is that a lot, many of us married without we being sure. And sometimes... The, the, the lack of, uh, the, the, the want of certainty is what drives us to seek, oh, is this the right woman? You know, but if there could be things that may make you unsure, but then when you talk to someone who is married, the person might tell you, oh, this one is not a problem. Oh, this one, we will deal with it. You, get, you, you argue over what? The, we argue over uh, how many children to have. Oh, but this is not a problem. Do, do you get it? So it's, it's, I would say that you have to find out what is the real reason why you want to see the prophet. Is it because you are afraid of witches, witchcraft, or you, know, you are not sure of the future or things? The real reason why you want the prophet should be brought out to the prophet and say, prophet, maybe I feel there's some spiritual things that are attacking me in this marriage. Or maybe if you are not sure of the person, then bring it out to the prophet and discuss. Oh, I'm not sure because I've seen the same behavior in this person that I saw. You get so I think that a lot of a level of transparency is required. Why you are not sure of a person, and that it's some of these things they are not spiritual. The prophet can even sit down and counsel you, as opposed to saying, "Look, I see a bat, a bat sitting on a fence in your living room when you marry. Don't marry." That's a type of. <laughs> But is this a bash from Wuhan? Good question. I was going to ask the same question. Yeah, go, go ahead. Uh -huh. go from Wuhan. Rachel, nice to see you. Wow. Okay, go ahead. Uh -huh. That will go ahead. That, yeah, that will go ahead. Who, was, who had a question again? Oh, no. I didn't. Well, I thought you had a question. Yeah, so if we are not sure, of, and let me also say this that you see, the prophet's ministry. It's not always about telling the future yeah. as, as you want it. Because a prophet is not a soothsayer. Like when you come, tell me that, tell me then the, no. You see, a prophet only prophesies under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So when you have taken your marriage or your business to the prophet to decode if it's the right thing, at that point, the anointing of, the, of God probably hadn't descended on the prophet. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. Because you remember when Elisha was going to prophesy and King Jehoshaphat called him, he said, that, bring me a minstrel. And when the minstrel came, the hand of God came upon, upon him. You get it? So prophets don't always have the answer. It's not like uh, one day our bishop said he went to uh, Prophet Kenneth Hagin's church and he took for the can it take him to lay hands on him? And he said he wouldn't because he's not under the unction. 
So we shouldn't think that prophets are psychics or fortune tellers. They are not. Do you see? But sadly, a lot of fortune tellers are now carrying the title prophet. You know, but rather prophets are not fortune tellers. When a prophet is under the unction, and is also could be the under a type of unction for what God wants to do for him at this time. So you might you can go see a prophet, and he may not have anything to tell you about your future or about your marriage. But when the unction is there, they can tell you, and I can assure you that prophets are also human beings, and it gets to a point where they can also use common sense to just give a prediction as to where uh, this marriage or this business or the, whatever that you are, you are thinking of is you want to consult the prophet for. Okay. That, does that help? Yeah. Okay. Last, last question. And then we, we will close. Last question. I have a quick question. So earlier you yes. talked about cutting uh, like friendships off and stuff like that. So is it okay? Like, for example, I don't like to, you know, block people or those kind of things. So cutting off is like just meaning not involving yourself too much as you did before. Or is it like, okay, if they call you and still, you still pick up, you still speak to them, but you just don't yeah. put the same effort in. Yeah. So, so when you have to, well, the truth of the matter is it depends. You see, there are some people that their relationship is fading right then you don't put effort into it because you realize that the reason and the season for this relationship has died right the person is not calling you are doing most of the calling and they're not calling you back but if they call back why not i would definitely talk to you you get it i'm a christian and i'm not gonna walk away from that now if let's say an old uh boyfriend who is now married oh. but he keeps calling you yes slime momo Mm. You know, we call them Limomo in Ghana. It means old fires. Hey, old fires very, very troublesome. Hey, very troublesome. Please. Old mm. fires. And then you can just change, just change their name from Chris to Don't Answer One. <laughs> don't Answer Chris Why. Mm. Don't Answer Four. You know, it's just, just. Chris Chris Touch people. And you could see maybe a guy, a guy is. Is after you sexually. All he wants from you is sex. Maybe. You don't want a relationship. I think it makes sense to just cut it off. You get it. So unhealthy relationships, I would say yes. Toxic relationships, I would say yes. Cut them off. Uh, a person who is married and who is always after you, I'll say cut these things off. Okay. Yeah. And but if it's someone who's the friendship is a bit wobbly and is trying to make. Uh, you know, men's with you. Why not? The Bible says that be at peace with all men. Okay, that I would I would pick up such call. But unless the relationship is toxic, I would say that make it work. Do, do you get it? Uh huh. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, guys. Um, was that? Have we? If you need one more, any more questions, we we about to wrap up. Okay, who is visiting with us? I have my friend Pastor Thomas on the line from Royal House Chapel. Wow. Hi. And then, oh, Tommy, if I say something, you know, if you come here, then keep quiet like that. I thought I spoke. Um, no, but I, I, I enjoyed the discourse. I, I just stopped by to say hello to everybody. So um, 
this, this has been beneficial and it's been a blessing. And uh, I'm sure you'll be seeing me on, on subsequent uh, Wednesdays as well. But God bless all of you. Keep up the fire. Keep up the good work. And as you are filled with the spirit of Almighty God, and, and as you are filled with the word of God, I know Hallelujah. that all of you will be destined for greatness. So God, God richly bless you all. Amen. 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 I think Pastor Thomas should come and bless us one of these Wednesdays. What do you think? Now, no ticket is required. You know, we just invited. No hotel bills are needed, you know. so. <laughs> and then we have Pastor Daniel from Panama. Is this... Pastor Daniel, are you on the line? I think his reception drops in and out. Uh, out of coverage. Okay. I was saying that um, Reverend Thomas is how Reverend Patrick and I met. He introduced us. So without him, there'll be no marriage. Hey. Wow. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. What the connection. Person. Wow. wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if there's anybody looking for connection, you can, you can, you can call me. Prove it. Be proven. You have proven. Tried and tested. Tried and tested. Connecticut has a lot of people, so. Thank you, please. All right. Okay. And Rachel, we have Rachel from California as well. Rachel, right? Lola, yep. Rachel. Hi, everyone. Are you Nigeria? Is that Nepal? Are you Nigeria in California? The light has gone on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where you are because it seems like there's light off in your house. But mm. yes, there's a light, so we have light. Okay, okay. Hi. <laughs> I think I joined at the end. So. Wow. Okay, next Wednesday, we'll love to have you. Yeah. All right, guys, let's let's bring a good offering to God's house. I, I have been asked to give you guys an opportunity to give any time we meet. Amen. And it's not like we are collecting money. No, we are not collecting money. We rather want to give you an opportunity to give to God's work any time that we have. So if you can have the uh, if we can still have screen share if it's possible, Ooh. but you know, uh, let's keep in mind that pastors would have still have to be paid. Uh, church buildings, we have our obligations to rent that we have to um, uh, pay, and so many things. Okay, and I want to encourage you that your offerings don't. I don't see your offerings. I don't see how much you give. Uh, don't so don't think that if I don't give a lot, my pastor will be mad at me. Okay, I don't see anything at all. The money goes straight into our church's central account for building 2,000 churches. That is what our bishop is doing. He says he wants to build 2,000 churches. And one day, you see, you go to heaven and you realize that the mansion you are living in is a result of the offerings you gave on earth. Because the Bible says that lay up treasures. Do you get it? The part of your income should be for treasures in heaven. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah, a part of your income should be called treasures in heaven. Yeah, it's not like every income is for bread and butter, you know, bread, butter, bread and butter, but also lay some for treasure in heaven. Okay, so if can we have the text to give number? Is it possible for those of us who haven't done this before to uh, uh, to do it? 